If you're in the mood for a good story of redemption and overcoming trials and tribulations, then you ought to stick around to learn about the journey of Derek Simmons. He spent 15 years in prison for drug possession, but has since turned his life around and devoted himself to helping young men and women avoid prison, conflict, and unhealthy thinking. Simmons joined me this week to tell me all about his new story of triumph and how he's hoping to leave a positive legacy for the next generation. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. I began my conversation with Simmons by asking him to provide a retrospective on his journey, where he's been, and where he hopes to go with his new lease on life. Okay, okay. Well, uh, I'm from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, I grew up in a household where my father was a bootlegger, a long shark. Uh, he uh, dabbled with drug dealing. Um, I have three older brothers. They were all in the streets as well. So I got in the streets early. I was 12 when I got into the streets. Um, and I, mean, I did pretty much everything under the sun. And my attitude was, was that this was the life for me. This is what I'm going to do. You know, I often, because I, I used to rap too back in the day. So I used to rap and boast and brag about how I'm going to be in the streets forever. Nothing's going to change me. Uh, I mean, it, it's sad when I think back on it because like I had a poor view of myself, of who I was as a person and my place in the world. Uh, but, you know, fast forward it, uh, like I was like 24, I ended up catching a federal uh, drug case. Uh, I was sentenced to 20 years in uh, prison. Uh, so it was really in prison that I had the time to like sit and reflect on my life and the uh, decisions I made and the impact that it had on uh, other people. You know, I had a son and a daughter. Uh, well, I have a son and a daughter uh, and I did at that time as well. And uh, I just realized that, that I failed them. So there was a lot of guilt and shame involved. Um, and then too, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I was, I had a lot of conversations with other guys who were locked up. And it's sad to say, but some guys, I can understand why they made the decisions they made because they came up in uh, families where they didn't have anything. And although I had a lot of negative influences around me, all of my needs were met. Uh, all of my financial needs were met. I had no business being in the streets because I was actually spoiled as a child. I got everything that I wanted. Uh, I did so really because I just thought that that was my place in life. That's what I was meant to do because so many other people, uh, so many other people around me. So uh, I realized that that I started to I neglected my passions and uh, my pursuit of being in the streets. Uh, like 
when I was young, even before I got into the streets, I, I loved to write. I used to write short stories, poetry, uh, and I was an athlete as well. I, I, I dreamt of being an author as well as uh, playing like in the NBA or the NFL. Um, but all of those, all of those dreams and aspirations got pushed to the side the more and more involved I got into the street life. So I ended up dropping out of uh, high school when I was 16. Uh, but uh, back to prison, when I was in prison, uh, I realized that I sold myself short, that there were a lot of things that I could do. Um, and that I really, I, like I said, I just sold myself short uh, and I didn't give myself a chance. And I wanted better for myself. I didn't want to leave prison with the same mindset that I went into prison with. Uh, so uh, I did a lot of soul searching. <clears throat> I asked myself tough questions, and uh, I, fortunately, I had uh, I had positive people around me too. Pretty much every institution I went to, positive people tended to gravitate towards me, and I tended to gravitate towards positive people. So I uh, I sat in study groups. You know, uh, where we're talking about finances, we're talking about history, religion, uh, health. Uh, and so, so I, I, I stayed around you know, like these positive people kept me motivated and uh, had me setting goals because prison wasn't gonna be the end of my life. Now, when I first started off and I'm in the county jail, I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I was depressed, uh, you know what I'm saying? There were nights that I wished that I, that I was dead because I just couldn't see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, so, I mean, it, 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 was, it was a grueling process. Uh, because I, I had I had lots of uh, demons that I had to deal with. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, like I said, I had a poor uh, self-concept. My self-image was horrible. My self-esteem, well, I thought I had good self-esteem, but uh, I, I realized once I got honest with myself that my self-esteem was really shot and that I didn't really think that I deserved uh, to be any more than uh, a dope dealer or uh, someone in the streets. You know, uh, I, I didn't envision myself as being a businessman, a business owner. Uh, I didn't envision myself, honestly, I didn't envision myself as being uh, honest, hardworking, loyal, faithful, you know, committed uh, to one woman. Uh, I just, I just had a horrible self-image. And it, it just, it, it took, it took, you know, a lot of time for me to uh, change the way that I see myself. And then after I changed the way that I see myself, and uh, that I saw myself in the way that I saw other people. Uh, then I started to, uh, to uh, make plans for the future that involved me being a different person, wanting more. And when I started to set goals for things that I wanted to accomplish, I automatically uh, stopped involving myself in things that would derail me from accomplishing those goals. So certain people I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't fraternize with, certain things I just wouldn't do because I had goals that I wanted to accomplish and I wanted to see them through to the end because I felt like I deserved it, that I was worthy uh, and that I could do and that I can enjoy, I can enjoy life without having to look over my shoulder uh, and that my life wasn't over. You know, so I was still young. I was 24 when I went into prison. Um, so I was still young. You know, I, 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 I spent a lot of time inside, but I still have my health. I'm in fairly good shape, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I feel like I'm in better shape than uh, most people have my age, honestly. Um, so like I said, it, it was really just, it was a, it was a, a mental process. You know what I'm saying? Like me just going back and reevaluating who I was and who I am as a person and uh, coming to love that person, coming to be honest enough with myself to recognize my flaws and then putting in the work necessary 
to, uh, to change those flaws, to work on those flaws and become a different person. Well, Derek, I want to uh, thank you for sharing that. And it sounds like you've uh, done a positive 180. And I know that you uh, work with young men and women to sort of uh, avoid the pitfalls and conflict and unhealthy thinking that uh, that you uh, dealt with when you were younger. So I'm wondering if you can tell me about that work as well. Okay. Uh... Yeah, uh, I'm involved with a uh, local organization here in Bowling Green called Saving Ourselves, SOS. And uh, pretty much what we do, the organization was formed because there were a string of murders like shortly after I got out of prison in 2019. So uh, one of the guys that I grew up with, he reached out to me and asked if it was something that we could do. So uh, several of us ended up meeting up and uh, we just hatched out a plan uh, to try to, in a sense, be a, uh, <clears throat> a mentor to, uh, to some of these young homies out here uh, who were having uh, beefs with each other, who were fighting with each other, and it was the stuff was escalating. And uh, so that's how we got together. Now, in the process, uh, we realized that it's not just about working with these boys who are out here uh, wild in the streets, you know, hustling, getting money, beefing with each other. Uh, part of the solution, too, is going to uh, entail working with uh, uh, younger younger boys who have not yet gone out into the streets uh, because there are so many negative influences that are pulling our youth to the streets. So we felt we feel like that it's, uh, it's necessary for us to catch some of these uh, young ones before they get to the streets. So what we do is uh, we uh, we host events where we get the young people to come in. We talk to them about various topics. Uh, we let them uh, speak what's on their mind because trust me, we learn from them just as much as they learn from us. Uh, and then we try to reach out to them uh, throughout the week just to see if they're working on the goals that they've set for themselves, uh, things of that nature right there. Um, uh, part of what I also do, I, I work at a, a drug treatment facility. Um, and my work there pretty much uh, entails, uh, I, I, I do uh, a certain groups uh, on a weekly basis. I do like a domestic violence group on uh, Saturdays. Uh, I do groups on um, healthy communication skills, uh, what healthy relationships look like, uh, and uh, uh, relapse prevention. Uh, and I feel like it's like my work there is equally as important also because a lot of these men that come through there, they are, uh, they are pretty much like the outcome of what happens when young boys, when little homies don't get the assistance that they need. And then the stuff just snowballs and then they become a train wreck, you know, so to speak. Uh, but uh, I mean, like I, I, I try to do as much as I as much as I can. I mean, I have a family also, you know, I have a young one. Uh, uh, my girl, she just had, uh, gave birth to my son uh, January the 6th. So I have a newborn in the house as well. So my hands, my hands are pretty full. I try to stay busy. I try to stay focused, uh, be positive and to help out as much as I can. Well, your your young uh, man shares the same birthday month as me. My birthday is uh, January fifteenth, so we got that in common there, Derek. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there we go. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I'm curious to ask you about uh, the impact that you, the work that you've done with the young people has had on you personally, uh, and any advice you would have for people trying to overcome and persevere uh, through obstacles? Um, 
So you want to know like what advice I would have like for a young person who needs to overcome like behavioral issues? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, like my my honest thinking is is that uh, as as much as we want the young people to transform themselves and become better, uh, there has to be some willingness involved. I'm very big on uh, teaching like the what I feel the core values of manhood, what they are, and one of those core values are willingness. A person has to be willing to make a change. Uh, if not, then it doesn't matter how much. Uh, how many resources and how much effort we put into the young people, uh, the efforts are gonna be futile. So when a person wants to make that change, I, I suggest that the person uh, find someone whom he or she respects, whom he or she feels like they can uh, connect to, you know what I'm saying? because this person has been through some of what they've been through and uh, just simply be honest. I mean, it's, it's pretty much like uh, a big brother, big sister type relationship that has to, uh, that, that needs to be developed. But as far as like the individual work, uh, a lot of it is just self-reflection. A lot of it is, a lot of it is challenging those negative thoughts that we have about ourselves. Because you know, many of our young people have self-defeating thoughts. Uh, many of them feel that, uh, that, that it doesn't matter what they do, that they're gonna be prevented from living their best lives uh, because of people hating because of you know the white man or because of whatever. So a lot of them have self-defeating thoughts, which uh, causes them to stay stuck in a certain mindset that uh, limits them to their neighborhood, that limits them to uh, to criminal activity, that leave that limits them to uh, uh, recreational drug use that oftentimes uh, turns into uh, full-blown addiction. Uh, a lot of it is just uh, challenging our thoughts that we have about ourselves. Because uh, here's one thing that I that I learned about me is that uh, when I, when I came to see myself in a healthy way, when I came to like really appreciate and value who I am as a person and what I bring to the world, uh, and I started to set goals, then I wanted more, and I didn't want to be around certain things. Not because I feel like I'm better than certain things or certain people, but because I feel like I deserve a life that that is peaceful that is uh prosperous that is uh self-rewarding and anything that gets in the way of those things right there they have to be eliminated but it's hard to eliminate negative people and negative behaviors when we still don't have a positive view of who we are and what we want to do with ourselves you know i i, I ask uh, young people a lot of times like what do you want to do you know, like, where do you see yourself in the next five years? What do you want to be when you become an actual adult? And uh, most have no answer. Like most are living for the moment. And then uh, a lot of the ones that's, that's in the streets, they feel as if the, uh, the rewards that they're reaping from the streets, that they're going to last forever. And that was how I thought too. I thought that I was going to be able to pedal dope for the rest of my life and like just live comfortably, do what I want to do, however I wanted to do it. Uh, and then nothing was going to change, you know, so so it's a mindset that we have to get our young people out of. That's a, a, a huge part of it. I would say that's perhaps the largest part because the behavior, the behavior corrects itself when the thinking changes. You know, when we start to think differently, then we will we will experience different emotions pleasant emotions and our behavior, which is nothing but a combination of the way that we think and the way that we feel, our behavior changes itself. Once we, once we start to have healthy thoughts, 
once we start to help uh, have healthy views of who we are, our behavior changes automatically. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm curious uh, to also ask you, was there uh, one particular moment or discussion you had with yourself in prison that you said that you think was the turning point in your life? Um, now I mean, it's it's hard to narrow, narrow it down to one. Uh, there were just uh, like I said, it was a nightly thing. <clears throat> like like I would spend the days working out, exercising, playing dominoes and card games, doing whatever I could to uh, occupy my mind. But at nighttime, when they, when I had to lay down in, in that hard, cold rack with them lights barely, you know what I'm saying, like still on a little bit, uh, then I had to like wrestle with myself every night. It was a nightly thing. There, there was no one defining event or moment that I can recall. It was just an every night, uh, it was Groundhog Day every night. And uh, I just had to like, just just battle with, with those demons. You know, uh, questioning myself like, why, why didn't I stop sooner? Um, why, why did I even get involved with the streets in the first place? Um, why, why, did, why didn't I pursue any of the things that I wanted to do when I was young? Because like I said, I had goals when I was young that I never pursued because I got involved in the streets. Um, so I, I, I read a lot and uh, it was, uh, honestly, it was me reading. Uh, I've read whatever I can get my hands on. Uh, it was me reading that helped like expand my mind and helped me see myself. So I started to learn about uh, different people. Like I never hadn't really known, I had heard of Malcolm X, but I never like really knew Malcolm X's story. Uh, so like when I learned about Malcolm X, I was like, this dude is just like me, you know what I mean? Dude comes from the streets, winds up in prison, transforms himself, goes out and makes a positive change. You know, dude does what he does, what he feels is best to make a positive change in the lives of other people. Uh, and I was like, I can do that. I can become a better person. And my, my initial goal was to become a better person for me, but also for my son and my daughter. You know, like I, did, I didn't start my journey wanting to, uh, uh, expecting to come out here and like be dealing with uh, the youth and you know, so like other, you know, some of my peers or whatnot. It was just about me realizing that I had failed so many people in my life and that I wanted to make amends for it, that I wanted to make it right. Uh, so it, it was, it was a lot, of, it was a lot of guilt that drove me to, uh, you know, like the, uh, doing the self inventory that is needed to bring about a real transformation, but there was no one defining moment. There was just like a, a, a never ending series of nights <laughs> where I laid awake thinking about my life and the uh, bad choices that I had made. Yeah. Self-reflected is a powerful tool and it sounds like you've used it a lot while you were in prison and used it as a catalyst to change your life so that's great and I'm, I'm curious to know if there's one specific story with the uh, kids that you work with that has really impacted you personally um well there's there's one that this impacted me uh like th this this young man is like no longer actually uh with the program right uh, he just you know he pretty much like just stopped coming like while we were in the beginning stages he was coming around uh when we first started the program uh but then he just drifted off but i saw this uh young man one night when i was leaving work i got off work at 11 p.m one night and uh, i stopped by the gas station to get some gas and uh the guy walks up to me you know what i'm saying the little homie walks up to me 
and uh he asked for a ride and i'm like okay this is the one little homie so i give um, the little uh the little dude gets in the car and he's towed up i mean like he's like tore all the way up and uh he asked me if i needed any weed <laughs> so I'm like I'm like dude are, are you serious I said I said you know our relationship you know how we know one another right and he's like well I'm just saying man you know I mean ain't nothing wrong with doing this it's it's natural uh so I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to talk to the little homie you know, it's like uh wow you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm giving him a ride to his uh to his uh to his house and uh, when we get out the car he throws up twice in two different spots. And I had to like literally like hold him up and walk him up the steps and knock on his door for him. Uh, but like that right there, like really uh, stands out to me because it, it lets me know that uh, that the work, the work that needs to be done, you don't always see a, a immediate results. There's some people that, uh, that you come across, they're not gonna pick it up on the first time. And and for me, it, it's a reminder that I can't I can't be in this thing and expect for every little homie that I come across that they just uh, take the baton and run with it and never uh, falter or fumble. Um, and then I saw myself in that same little homie too, because there were times where where people did try to talk sense into me when I was young, and I would listen. I would be respectful and I would listen, lend an ear, but. Uh, the next thing you know, I'm right back out there doing what I have been doing from the jump. So it's a it's a reminder of where I came from. Then it's also a reminder of uh, the work that needs to be done. And that, and like I said, that there's not going to be immediate results that uh, that 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 happen on a regular basis. Some there there are going to be some stories where like you know you deal with a little home and it's just like his life changes uh, instantly and he never looks back. But in many cases. In many cases, it's going to be stories just like this right here, what I'm telling you now. Absolutely. You know, everyone learns differently and everyone uh, picks up uh, messages differently. So I, I want to commend you for the great work that you've done. But I'm also uh, curious to know, do you uh, consider yourself an inspiration for others? And what sort of legacy do you think you want to leave? uh yeah I, I do consider myself to be an inspiration to others um uh, i say that with, like with all humility um the legacy that 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 i would like to leave is that change is possible that positive change is possible that we can transform ourselves and if we, if we can transform ourselves then we can transform our homes we can transform our communities and ultimately we can transform this nation and this world it's possible but it's a process it takes time it takes determination a lot of willingness it takes strategic planning you know so the legacy i would like to leave behind is that change is possible uh as long as you are willing to put forth the work and the effort and if you genuinely love the change that uh that you that you hope to see or be a part in bringing about then know that you may not even live to see it come about so it's about like genuine change like us wanting to see genuine change and us wanting it genuinely not not for the sake to say that i was part of that or that i did that that i was the one who schooled that little homie right there but just because you know that the world is not as in good as uh good of shape as it can be that our homes are not as in good of shape as they can be 
know what I'm saying, that our little homies are not in the shape that they can be. We're not being uh, developed to our full potential. Um, so like, so like, that's the legacy I want to leave behind right there. Change is possible. Absolutely. And it's never too late to change. Absolutely mm -hmm. not. And I, I'm curious to know, I know that you're out there in, in Kentucky and you mentioned you just had a child. And so I'm curious when you're not working, what do you like to do for fun with your family and personally as well? Uh, like personally, I'm a, I like to watch movies. I like to, I'm a real simple person. So uh, I can, you know, uh, turn off all the lights, uh, put it on a movie, turn it up pretty loud and just sit back and relax and watch me some good old scary movies or something. But like, uh, as for the family, you know, we uh, try to take trips from time to time uh, to go to aquariums and uh, museums or just uh, go to the uh, parks or whatnot. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's primarily you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, for, the, uh, for the kids. Uh, so we do try to do things like as a family from time to time where uh, we've instituted like a family night, like a family game night to where like we just, you know, so like in the household, we just get together and play uh, Scrabble or Monopoly or something to that effect right there, just to sort of, you know, like make sure that our bonds are constantly growing and we're not becoming stagnant uh, in our relationships and dealings with one another. And you know, Derek, uh, traditions and a family time is very important, absolutely. And I'm curious to finally ask you if people want to get connected with you personally, what's the best way they can do that? Uh, they can call me, 270-418-0581, uh, call or text. You can uh, uh, email me at uh, Derek.Simmons3619 at iCloud.com. You can visit the website and uh, contact me through my website, which is... Uh, newlifepublications.com, new life, the life is spelled with a Y, so it's new, L-Y-F-E, publications.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook, you know what I'm saying, just uh, Derek Simmons. I also have a, a Facebook business page, New Life Publications, so you can uh, uh, message me on Facebook. Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram, uh, New Life Publications. So, I mean, pre pretty much, you know what I'm saying, like through the uh, various social, me uh, social media platforms, uh, call, text, or just uh, hit up the website. Fantastic. Derek, I really want to thank you uh, for sharing your inspirational story and for uh, sharing parts of your personal life with me this afternoon. I really want to commend you with uh, what you've done with your life and uh, turning it around for the better. And I want to thank you uh, for joining me this afternoon. It's most appreciated. Oh, thanks for having me, bro.